Filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here! For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. We have to breathe, Jesse, we have to breathe! Debris. Minute by minute. Another cow! Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good size twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Well, welcome back to the Solid F2 podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joe. Sitting here with me is my wife, Kelly. What up? And we are going to discuss Minute 25 of the movie Twister. Looking forward to talking about this one as we leave the diner, go outside, and get ready to chase a Twister. Or as Bill says, saddle up. Saddle up. There's there's some good stuff to talk about here. Uh, Very minor meteorology stuff. Get to talk about uh, the the uh, the clouds and consistently inconsistent. <laughs> well, always and uh, yeah, a few other things. So why don't we watch or listen to this minute and then uh, we'll talk about it for a bit. so out of breath because <laughs> he walked five steps greenage saddle him up you got it boss charles i need a sector scan on that cell keep looking for a hook we'll do planners what are my dew points doing points up to 70 sir honey i got you a limit. we gotta move out listen follow us in the truck but stay behind dusty's van you'll be safe back there i gotta go with joe okay let's move out people let's go where are we going Drive. All right, people, let's pack it up. Let's go. All right, so they're off. We let's let's step through this, um, you know, a few seconds at a time and talk. I and mean, Kelly did talk over it a little bit there, but I know. I'm sorry, I can't um, help it. Yeah. <laughs> You're so excited. He was so out of breath. He just walked out. He didn't jog over there. Why is he wheezing? <laughs> so we start minute 25 at the end of the awkward diner scene between uh, Joe and Melissa. Or like, you see the whole look she gives there. Yeah, and he's just like, did that just happen? Yep. Then we are welcomed back to Bill outside where the sky is significantly darker than it was five seconds ago. And Dusty ambles up to him. Deep breathing like he ran a marathon. Well, maybe he did. You don't know. The sky got, it, it did get so dark. I, I think it's funny here. 
because you go back to them like rushing to get in the cars and it's blue sky and sun again. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing there was a, an editing trick done here that they just darkened it because in post, because if you kind of look around because they're trying to upscale this to HD, I, I feel like they almost look pasted in on a green screen. Do you, do you kind of see that around their outline? You think? I mean, I'd need to maybe, maybe it's just because we're like, not watching it on a big screen, although maybe that would make it worse. I'm not sure. But you can from the previous shot and then the shot you talk about, like the lighting is so different. I feel like they they they're not actually in front of a green screen, but because of the editing they did, it almost looks like they are standing in front of a green screen. I was wondering if they filmed this on a separate day when there was an actual thunderstorm or, mm. or oh, that could be in. that could be they didn't film this at the same time as they filmed everything else right um either way do you want to comment on the the going green here oh yeah we're gonna get to that green for sure greenage um when i was a kid i thought i was saying greenwich greenwich <laughs> greenwich and i was like what i like okay actually i want before we talk about Greenage. I want to. Uh, I, I like that part in the music. Um, I, sorry, I can't. I had to jump back really far. So we're gonna listen you to know, the there's first a ten little, seconds. Like, Fifteen second button back. You can hit. You don't have to like line it up every time. I, I like the what I basically call the the tornado theme. The little like that right there. Oh, the mm. Mm, yeah. You hear it at the beginning of uh, of the of the movie, like when it starts at the very beginning. You hear that. Um, here we get, like Kelly said, Greenage, um, which I've used my entire life. I don't know if anyone going green. Greenage. else besides oh, no. Kelly yeah. maybe uses it um, for anything. I very recently used it, well, in the last few months, used the GIF from the movie. Looked for it immediately after it happened because as soon as the state of Pennsylvania moved Berks County to the green phase of our COVID coronavirus reopening, I immediately texted it to Kelly and then I posted it on Facebook because when was I ever going to get to use that specific GIF ever again? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that it applied to something that the public was actually concerned about. You and I say it relatively frequently when you have to talk about a Twister GIF mm-hmm. um, or a Twister co- quote. Uh, so I was I was very uh, excited. We're going with GIF, huh? Well, it's not GIF. I'm just checking. Is that what we're going Oh, it's GIF. Let's not. Oh, do we really want to get into this? I think you're on my side here. GIF. It's GIF. It's not GIF. I don't care what the creator says. Well, I hit, I hit a button there, didn't I? Just you did. It, it bothers me. It is very clearly GIF, re- regardless of what the inventor says. Why? Because it's graphical interchange format. Graphical, not giraffical. I wish it was giraffical. <laughs> it's graphical interchange. In interchange format, I believe, it's very much a GIF. It's one letter away from gift. And we have a peanut butter named GIF. We don't need a... a, a... But you say giant, not giant. You're right. But the G stands for graphical. Graphical. GIF. It's not GIF. All right, Daniel Tiger. It's fine. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> so, do, well, do you want to talk about what it means to say Charles going green? Scan on that. I just assume they meant go. Are oh. they trying to apply it to meteorology? Is that what you yeah. think? He's he's making a comment that the sky has a green tint to it. Oh, is he? See, I never read that into it. Oh yeah, going green or green-ish. see, I just thought he meant green, green as in go, as in here we go. No, 
uh, he means the sky has a green tint to it. Well, I, which actually I get that. Doesn't have anything with to do with tornadoes in particular. But no. do you know why that happens in severe weather? Well, why did the? I mean, the, the basic is the light refraction, right? But, but specifically, was, what is present that? Oh, I was going to say the size tint. of the water droplet changes. Is there something else present? Almost. Uh, it usually indicates that there's a ice crystals, a hail, hail okay. particular, hail in particular in the core of the storm. Um, the size of the hail particles, obviously much larger than individual water droplets. Um, the refraction or scattering of the light, the sunlight through it tends to be a greenish blue hue um, just because of the size of the hail pieces. So he does mean a specific thing there, but it's not necessarily indicative of Torn- tornadic activity. Tornadic activity well, no. but there's updrafts present. Right. Because you're not going to get hail forming unless you have have those. Right. So... We we get a meteorological thing next as Jonas is talking to one of his um his lab people. Yeah, he's he's he mentions keep looking for a hook. Keep looking for a hook. We talked about this, I believe, in an earlier part. Maybe they're talking about the Doppler. Uh, a hook is a Doppler indi- radar indicated tornado. Uh, not it's not exclusively that right, but and when they see it, they usually issue a tornado warning. Right, but it doesn't mean that there's a tornado. Right, it's not confirmed it's that one and a lot of times when the mortar comes out i believe they say radar indicated right tornado. But, but when they're talking about that they're using doppler radar velocities right. and they're looking for two pixels that are in a relative opposite motion to each other so something moving away from the radar and something moving towards the radar which, close together which would indicate rotation, rotation there they're not necessarily looking for a hook a hook can indicate a tornado but a hook doesn't have right. to it's, indicate it's, a tornado it's not necessary but it's a good indicator he's also looking at when you look at the screen and they only show it for a second Very he's brief. looking at he, mesoscale size right. storms so what like points up to they're also not looking at velocities Honey, you, either you know he they're looking Listen, at um, relative strength of radar return which is more indicative of the size of the the water droplet um you don't need a hook to have a mesocyclone. You don't need a hook to have a tornado. A hook can occur in those situations. But if Jonas is waiting for that to occur, it's just another sign that maybe he's not the scientist he wants to be because he's he's leaving out all these other possibilities. And instead of going outside where the rest of them are and actually looking, he's or taking in, readings. He's in front of a screen telling someone to look for a hook. Asking and someone else to do it. They don't get up and go until Joe's team gets up and goes. Do you think this is a way of them implying Jonas isn't as good a meteorologist as the rest? Or is it a way that they're trying to relay maybe quasi-basic weather knowledge to the the people watching the movie? Like, they might have heard these type of buzzwords from your TV meteorologist. I think they're looking for the contrast between the two groups. They're looking at Bill's out there literally sniffing dirt and staring at the sky and watching it move and watching it change. Well, Jonas isn't even outside. He's in a diner with blinds up looking at a computer screen, not even physically going outside and seeing what's happening. Um, So it's interesting because you you tend to miss a lot of what's developing without eyes on the ground for these storms because... um, as a, as a towering cumulus is going up, it's not necessarily going to be anything on the radar. There's nothing there yet to return a radar signature, but it is 
still developing. So, and if you want to catch it, you're looking at that tower and cumulus. It might be 30 miles away from you in order to get to it in time to be there when it becomes a severe thunderstorm. You need to have eyes on it ahead of time, which is why storm chasers watch, but they watch from their vehicles. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't watch from their laboratories and then decide to drive 30 miles to the west. Now, what do you have to say about this next part after the, the radar indicated the the hook about the dew points? He asked right here, Flanders, what are the dew points? Points up to 70, sir. Points up to 70, sir. So dew point is indicative of... Moisture. The, yes, how much moisture is in the air. It's actually the temperature at which moisture will start to condense Correct. out of the air. Now, you're going to get some fluctuation. I'm I'm a little surprised only because they're looking for the point where the dry line is forcing up. So, they must be on the, the moist side of the dry line. Yeah, Amy, that would I'm be sorry. a pretty high. That, you're not having a dry line at 70. I'm sorry. I said moist. Moist. Moist, moist, moist. Moist. Now, again, is this something that the riders, producers are like, people will know. They've heard dew point before. I know. I think sometimes they are just throwing out some terms. Terminology just to make yeah. sure people stay engaged or, or feel like, like they know know what's going on. Like, what what is that question there? Like, What point, are my dew points doing? Like, points up to 70. Like, where? That's a, that's a spatial. Right, yeah. Like, at what point? Right. Like, does he mean where they are? Right. Does he mean in behind the or in front of the dry line? Behind the dry line? I mean, obviously, one of those is going to happen and one is not. But right. what is he talking about? Where is the location of this? I mean, the atmosphere is a three-dimensional beast. Right. So yeah. It's not necessarily even it at the ground. Just, it could be. It doesn't just have a dew point. <laughs> I, I don't really understand the question. That's there what I'm saying. I'm wondering if, it's, if that's something they threw in. They're like, just mention dew points. Just <laughs> me- just mention them. From eyebrow guy. <laughs> uh, nice shot of the barn burner. Nice shot of the bright sunny skies. And Joe, and uh, sorry, Bill has this blazer back on. He does, yeah. Uh, you're going to regret that, Melissa. She's putting the lemonades on top of the truck. What do you think Joe's thinking right here? She doesn't seem to be too upset for him to run over and grab She's the keys from thinking, her mouth. If you, if you take the keys from my mouth and I haven't sanitized them, you're going to get COVID. <laughs> well, this is a little bit before that time. Is it? Yes, 24 years. And we see Jonas be a snake, see that they're leaving, and it's time for us to leave too. And that's where the minute ends, right as we're about to see the lemonade fall off of Bill's truck as driven by Melissa. Go back 15 seconds. Just. You want to listen? No, I want to see what the sign says on the side of the road. Oh, okay. Which sign? Just go back. Just tell me when to stop in here. Like the jumpsuit that she's putting on. That one? Yeah. Not exactly. Uh, it's not super clear. I know. I just didn't know if it was. I'll I like see if I can pause it before the cars drive in front of it. Spaghetti? Mm. Be safety? 
That looks like a date or a price at the bottom. B. Shed, president. Well, now, they're pointing at the the mechanic shop, right? Right. Because this is the diner. diner. We're looking through the diner. So what would the mechanic be advertising there? What would that say? Sweet? B. B. Sweet. B. Technician. Blizzard. (laughs) Will Shoop to 15 cents. Oh, I was going to say 10, 15. <laughs> okay, so so no, we, we have no idea what that says. No, none, none whatsoever. All right, fair. But, but that, was, that was a pretty fun minute. End of the awkwardness, rapid uh, deployment of the team. We get this, Jonas talks a little bit of, uh, or alludes to some meteorological topics and terms, and they're off to the races. So we know the next few minutes are going to be heavy with action, and we're finally going to see... Uh, a tornado in this movie because we kind of only really heard we didn't we didn't see like the full outline of the introductory tornado we kind of just saw yeah, but inside you're, you're not of gonna it. see it in the next minute maybe no no minutes. i said in the next few minutes maybe by november maybe maybe when we do the show in november we'll have a tornado topic too it's possible it's possible well we have a, a few more shows um until we get to be guests on the stormfront freak podcast so hopefully Hopefully we've talked about a tornado in the movie before they have us on. Mm. Good point. That's in uh, a little over two weeks. A little over two weeks away. Uh, Actually, three weeks from tonight. Okay. October 15th. Okay. I'm there. You prepared? Uh, Sure, I will be. You will be. Okay. All right. So that wraps up minute 25 of the movie Twister. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Solid F2 podcast. And hopefully we'll be back again soon with uh, minute 26. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SolidF2Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more. Two, one, two, one.